Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Janice does it. He's out. Oh, please. What a catch. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. Did the receivers get part of downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. My mission statement is to bring you weekly bowl predictions for the Green Bay Packers the NFL, and even once in a while, a little college football. I'm your host, Nathan Spooner, and I would like you to consider this thought. Hail Marys and bowl predictions are kind of similar. You just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. The only difference is Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are a little more accurate than my predictions. Well, the Packers pulled it off. 2-0. Beat the Minnesota Vikings and uh, lead the NFC North. The Bears barely pulled out a victory over the Broncos, so I was not right with that. I wanted the Broncos to win that. And so, Bears pulled that off. And man, I have never seen so much cheering over two different field goals. I don't think I really even talked about it last week, but the first quarter field goal by Pinheiro. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Anyways, who cares, right? The first quarter field goal he had against the Packers in week one, I have never heard so much cheering for a first quarter field goal in my life. But then he comes through again and hits a couple against the Broncos. And now he's like the greatest thing since Walter Payton. Then the Vikings lost to the Packers. The Lions actually looked pretty decent. Beating the Chargers, well, I shouldn't say it looked pretty decent. They beat the Chargers, so that's good. But it wasn't really that impressive of a game. Maybe you could say their defense looked pretty good against uh, the Chargers' offense. And that's about it. So, uh, there's that. Now, I actually didn't get to watch any tape for the Lions game. So, I'll have to go back and do that here before we play them soon. But I did watch the Bears and Broncos game. Mainly also because my brother is a Broncos fan. So that's going to make this week even much more interesting here in the Spooner household. So let's talk about what we know. The Broncos have not looked all that impressive on offense so far. And the one thing they do have going for them, though, is Emmanuel Sanders and his play. He has looked really good coming off his Achilles tear. Uh, He's got 16 catches for 184 yards and two touchdowns. That's the only two touchdowns Joe Flacco's thrown this year, by the way, so far and through two weeks. So what the Broncos do have going for them, though, is 
their defense. Well, didn't look all that great against in week one against the Raiders. And then uh, the Bears, though, they tightened up against, but again, it's the Bears' offense. So we can't really judge a defense based on a performance against the Bears so far this year at all. And going forward, we we can't judge anything based on a team's defense when they go up against the Bears' offense until the, that Bears' offense proves they can actually score points because Mitch Trubisky can't score points. Um, but somehow we always get back around to bashing the Bears, don't we? All right, so let's move on. Uh, the Packers... Though I think their offense will be able to score points, I think we can look for this week for them to take off, and I think it's going to be behind Aaron Jones. Just like last week, it's going to be behind Aaron Jones and getting him going, getting him the ball, and making a point to establish the run with him. I'm okay with what we saw last week with getting the Jamal Williams the ball once in a while in the middle of drives, a carrier two in a row, but I understand that's necessary but Aaron Jones is going to be the key to this game to get Aaron Rodgers going so even though this Broncos front is what is the what is great and they got one good corner I'm looking for these guys to step up everybody's already down on MVS which is ridiculous to be down on MVS through two weeks in his second year in a second offense in two years Guys, it's been two games in a second offense in his second year. Okay? Relax on MVS. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling will be fine. And, in fact, look for him to have a big impact on this game. He and Geronimo, I think both will be able to put up some, some stats in this game. And they will be effective parts of this offense this week against the Broncos while Devontae Adams draws the number one corner. I do apologize. I am feeling a little under the weather, so my thoughts are coming to me pretty slowly here, but they're coming. So why don't we just go ahead and just get right to the point and let's do our pick six segment, shall we? All right, so the first one we're going to look at. Let's go ahead and look at... The Raiders and the Vikings. It's a noon game in Minneapolis. Mini, Minneapolis. Blah, blah, blah. I couldn't say that right. Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by 9.5 points over the Raiders. So the Raiders were brought down to earth a little bit last week, but they were playing against the Chiefs. And I thought that they were okay. Well, let's just say that. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the Vikings getting the win here in Minnesota and uh, look for that to be a close game, though. It might be closer than you think, or, you know, scratch that. It's not going to be close. I think the Vikings are going to be pissed off. I think this is going to be a get-right game for Kirk Cousins to try to show that uh, he's not washed. They're going to try to run the ball against that Raiders defensive line for Dalvin Cook. He's going to tear it up. Uh, he's already got 265 yards and three touchdowns this year. And so look for that to set up Kirk Cousins going in for to um, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, getting those guys going. I think they're going to have a great offensive game, 
And so just look for them to beat the Raiders in that one. Then also at noon in Philadelphia, the Lions will be playing the Eagles. Philly's favored by six points. So I think we are going to go ahead and say it's safe to assume that the Eagles should win that game. The Lions are 1-0-1. So they actually have the second best record in the NFC North. But don't expect that to last too long. As I said, the Vikings should already win. So they'll be 2-1. The Lions are going to go to 1-1-1. But uh, we as Packer fans know what that's like, don't we? We do. But let's not dwell on that too much longer. So, but the Eagles should win this game. Uh, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Now, the only thing that would give me pause is all the injuries at the wideout position for them and all the on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. But I think Carson Wentz will be enough to carry this team and beat the Lions on a Sunday afternoon. Then, to finish up the NFC North, this is uh, the first week of the first besides the first two, that um, there's not an NFC North matchup. So we got the Bears playing the Redskins on Monday Night Football in Washington. The Bears are favored by four points. But the uh, Redskins are 0-2, and the Bears are 1-1. Redskins defense is okay. Case Keenum has played actually pretty okay, but he's going to have a harder time against this Bears defense. So I think this is actually going to be a close game. Four points sounds pretty right to me. And I think it's the Bears defense that's going to win it for them. So yes, I have the Bears winning this one and going 2-1. and one. Then let's look at another interesting game. you got the Saints and the Seahawks. That should be really interesting to just see what's going to happen with um, Teddy Bridgewater now leading the Saints. So actually, do we really want to do a bold prediction on that game, on the winner of that game? Yes, let's do it. So, Saints and Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by 4.5. It's a 325 Sunday afternoon game, Central Time. Russell Wilson has played pretty well so far. I think I'm going to go have, go ahead and have to give this to the Seahawks to win this one and go 3-0. and So, that is our... Fourth game looking at for predictions. So let's also go ahead and take a look at the Ravens and the Chiefs. Because that is going to be a good game. KC is favored by 5.5. It's a noon game, so it's on their same, during the same time as the Packers game. So most of us probably won't get to see it because we'll be busy watching Packers. But it's on CBS, so it's most likely going to be the other primetime game unless you got somebody else that you're closer to in your uh, network area. So this is going to be something different. It's going to be in Kansas City. It's going to be Lamar Jackson versus Pat Mahomes. But it's really two, while they're two young, great white quarterbacks, uh, up-and-coming quarterbacks, it's completely entirely two different style of offenses and two different really kind of quarterbacks. Although uh, Lamar Jackson has shown that he can sling the ball too. But I'm going to go ahead and give this game to the Chiefs. I don't... You know what? Screw it. Let's go ahead and give this one to the Ravens. Let's go bold. I think the Ravens defense can hold up a little bit 
with the Chiefs. The Chiefs' new young studs, star wide receivers, along with Sammy Watkins, old man Sammy Watkins, who's not really that old, but you know. I think that the Ravens' defense might be able to hold up a little bit better. And now don't get me wrong, this might be a little bit of a high-scoring game. It's going to be both teams scoring in the 20s, high 20s probably. And uh, I like... I like Lamar Jackson going up against his Chiefs defense to put them to the test and uh, be able to keep up. And the Ravens defense being able to help him stay able to keep up, if that makes sense. So let's go bold and let's go Ravens. That'll be my big bold prediction of the week. Ravens beating the Chiefs. Then let's go ahead and look at the Packers and Broncos game. Packers are favored by 7.5 points. It's in Lambeau. The over-under is 43, and I'm going to say that the Packers do win this game. That's not very bold, of course, but I'm going to say they win this game. They're going to go 3-0 to stay on top of the NFC North after Week 3, and they should win this game 28-17. to 28-17 will be the Packers' score, 28-17. to Well, that's... The pick six segment and we should all be happy because the Packers are going to win now I thank you all for listening this week give me a shout out on the Rogers Hail Mary hotline you can hit up the hotline by calling or texting 920-770-2117 that's 920-770-2117 give the podcast a follow at 12 Hail Mary give Myself, a personal follow at God Sports USA. And make sure to subscribe and to give us a review on iTunes. Find us also on Google Play, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also any other basic podcast platform that you can download onto your devices. Any and all of that would be appreciated. And if you are a regular listener, even retweeting the podcast episode tweets would be appreciated to just help spread the word if you like this podcast please help us spread the word so that we can get more followers more listeners and we can try to grow this thing and make this a big community thing a big packer community thing so again thank you for tuning in and next week i promise to get this up a little bit sooner especially since We are on Thursday Night Football next week. So until then, go Pack Go. Ball deflected loose. It's up for grabs. It's a fumble. It is recovered by Tremont Williams. And there is your dagger.